Good evening, my friend. Good evening. I hope you are well. I trust you are well. So good to see you. So good to see you. And by the way, a couple of things here. I want you to spend some time doing something very important for me to like this video. You know how it works. I don't have to tell you about this. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that little bell so you're notified of live uh, streams and the like. And also, I want to say a special hello and a thanks. And I want you to pay attention to our, our great sponsor also, Noble Gold Investments. Especially now. Take a little time out. And see for yourself. Just click on click on the link that I provided. And it is something that you have got to see for yourself. Think about what is happening. The number one trusted gold IRA company in the United States. That's all I'm going to say. You're smart. You know what to do. We're good friends at Noble Gold Investments. They support us. We support them. Now, I want to jump to the subject which I find so fascinating. I don't even know where to start. At so many levels. The way it's covered, the way the news media cover it, you name it. And that is the Gilgo murder suspect nabbed. Now, for about 13 years, 13 years, we've been wanting to see who this person is. Women, many of them sex workers, prostitutes, very, very sad. But these, these women who have been, um, let me change my volume there a little bit. Uh, these, these folks who were themselves uh, nabbed by this, by this fellow, suspect, Mr. Hewerman, Rex Hewerman. And it, it never ceases to amaze me. What do you think they always say? Remember, remember they, they, whenever somebody's nabbing up, loner kept to himself. He was weird. He was strange. He was odd. He was, we, we always knew something was up with him. We always knew it. I've always wanted to do this as an, as an example, but I, I can't. I'd love to be able to say, you know what? Well, they found the flesh who? It's that guy. I knew it. He was always creepy, always strange. I'm kidding. It's that guy. You know, come to think of it too, he's weird. Who isn't weird? I knew it. No, no matter what you do, you will look like some kind of a demented person by virtue of what happened. And then people will... The local news will just go out of their way to milk the story. Did you know him? What are they like? Tonight, let's go to crime. Tonight, action news has a sequence on, on FBI profile. Who are these profilers? And what do others say? There was a noted criminologist who said, you know, it's probably a well-to-do person, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever you see a pattern, especially when you see repeated M.O. of, of all things, burlap, 
Now, I, they're, they're not telling you everything about it, but this person is going to this one area. It seems like he is familiar with this area. Seems to be around that area a lot. You know, call me wacky, but I'll bet you he kind of, he probably lives in this area. What do you say? And he probably fits in with the other people in this area who themselves are, interestingly enough, maybe, probably, of a certain socioeconomic background, he probably is one of them as well. Now, I don't know about you, but that's what I think. Yeah, probably. Serial killers, remember we'll talk about that in a moment, and I just did a beautiful video, which will drop at 8.30. So make sure you're signed up for these uh, things. But in any event, normally they kind of hang around with places, parts where they know. I don't know why. They just do this. And what's interesting enough about this, what I find so fascinating, and this is the part that is critical, is that they make kind of stupid mistakes. This guy had his picture on Tinder. Tinder! A serial killer! Think about it. What? Ted Bundy was a he did what? Yeah. This guy was feeling like, I can do whatever I want. I'm a big architect at a Midtown uh, office. He was, my God. He tossed a pizza, piece of pizza aside. They went in, grabbed it right away. You understand it? These are the things which is so interesting and so fascinating. And they got it, and they also find, guess what? His wife's, his wife's, um, what am I trying to say? Her DNA, they found her DNA, her hair, on these bodies as well. Isn't that fascinating? And his hair on these burlap bags. And he was buying burner phones and using his picture on Tinder. You're a serial killer. And he's in this area and he has a, a kind of a unique took 13 years before anybody found him. He has this unique truck. This 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 kind of a I don't know what it is. And and he and he was he was a suspect for a while and the FBI and by the way we always talk about the FBI does this, the FBI does that, the FBI does this. Let me tell you something. This is funny. Ready for this? One of the things which I find to be so interesting is that the people who were from the FBI, God bless them, were there involved in this absolute incredible, I don't know what the word is, this this uh, monitoring surveillance, and they were responsible in getting this guy. So good for them. Absolutely good for them. Now, what's also critical to note is that everybody is all of a sudden, everybody is such an expert. Um, hang on a second.
they're in this, how do I say this? They're, they kind of fit in and then they kind of don't. But let me, let me, let me give you an example of something. And this is what I really want to talk about the most. This is, this is, this is the part which I find the most interesting. You think, like most people, that these serial killers are of a unique form of humanity, don't you? You think that these serial killers are people that manifest some sort of evil and that they are psychopaths and that they, they evince this behavior. That is, I'm here to tell you what is the most interesting about them is that when you look at them, they're not necessarily psychopaths. Is it what? Because like the word Marxist, communist, all of these others, we use the word psychopath. People have even used psychopath to, to, to describe Hillary Clinton, for God's sake. She's not a psychopath, but we, but we throw these terms around. We throw these terms around constantly, and it actually does more, I think, to hurt the, the, the cause than anything else. Nobody is a psychopath, necessarily. They could be. But here we go when the word evil, and we love to say that, stay away from that. Stay away from that. Because what you're doing is you're, you're giving this elevated sense of, like, he's special. No, he's not. There's nothing, there's nothing at all interesting. The only thing interesting about him is that it's rare. You don't see this. Bernard Giles is a serial killer that Piers Morgan interviewed. And he gave probably one of the most interesting explanations of what these people have done. These are people who have, most of them, have not necessarily committed crimes. And by the way, here we go. Most psychopaths know exactly what they are doing. Why is he a psychopath? What does that word mean? I don't want to be corny here. I don't want to be punctilious. But I want to say, when you use a word, Marxist, socialist, Satanist, evil, why, what is a psychopath? Let me ask you this question. Let's start with that. Anybody care to weigh in? This is a psychopath, okay? Are serial killers psychopaths? Not necessarily. Are psychopaths serial killers? Probably not. Are psychopaths criminals? About 10% of the population, they say, is a psychopath. True psychopathy. But what is a psychopath and what is a sociopath? And what I want you to do is, if I can do anything ever, I want you to understand, seriously, I want you to understand that when you use a word, it means a lot. It means something. Somebody was referring to the atheist the other day. I said, you mean like a Buddhist? That's an atheist. What? You got to understand that. Now, do people, do wives necessarily know their husband is a serial killer? Do you think so? Because this man had a wife. I think it was a second wife. She was from Iceland or something. He has a daughter. Do you think they know He's a serial killer. Not that he's weird or not that he might frequent prostitutes, 
Do you think? What? Do you think? This is critical. Do you think so? Somebody says psychopathy is a good cut and paste. Psychopathy is a mental health condition characterized by persistent antisocial behavior, impaired empathy and remorse, and bold, uh, disinhibited, and egotistical traits. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? You see, people still don't understand. Say, well, have you seen that before? Probably. What does this mean? You see, we, I love to be precise. Let me explain this to you first and foremost, and what is the most important for you to understand and grasp regarding what a psychopath really is. First, here's the simplest thing. Start with something very, very simple. You ready for this? It works like this. Let me see if I can explain this to you. You have your head and you have your heart. And your head and your heart work as follows. And this is important. These are people who, when you have this, Honey, you're just incredible. When you feel something, when you say, I'm about to do something, I'm about to steal something, uh, take something, get in trouble, break the law, whatever it is, there's a part of you where your head comprehends it, but your heart reacts. Your emotions react. React. Somehow. For example, most of the time people don't want to steal because they might get caught. That's this part. And that's the like, oh my God. It's also consequence. If I do this, then this. But also a little bit of a fear. Sometimes people don't want to do, they don't want to, how do I say this? Sometimes people are are uh, liars, not because they're psychopaths, but because they just don't care. They, they, there's no reaction to the idea of being caught. Well, these folks necessarily do not have they would say, I, excuse me, I know exactly what I did. It's that excitement, it's that sense of wrong that I did it. It's that, to use the Bernard Giles move, this idea of atoms moving. That's why I did it. Don't tell me I didn't know. Don't tell me I'm a detached glib. I knew exactly. If I didn't feel this excitement, I wouldn't do it. You're telling me I'm a psychopath. I don't know the difference. I just go and kill people. No. Then we get into sadism, which is another part of this thing. It's a very common... But here's the good, the good news. It's the rarest of the rare. You can go to a prison. You can have a thousand people. And you can say, how many of them are true psychopaths? Well, maybe. They say it's about 10% of the population. Maybe you'll get more. But how many of them are killers? Smaller. How many of them are serial killers? Real small. Even serial rapists, even the really bad people, they're not serial killers. Because a serial killer is somebody who kills and then waits, cools down, and then has to do it again. It's a compulsion. It's an addiction. That's the difference. It's not what you think. And people love to bring out the bumper stickers and the cliches and the cookie-cutter labels, and we understand it. And we saw Silence of the Lambs and Mine Hunters. And all of this kind of stuff. And the best part about it is that there's nothing. There is no way to explain this. You can take identical twins. You can take people who live in the same thing. They always talk about the big three. 
enuresis, bedwetting, uh, arson, and teasing or torturing animals. That's what they always say. That's a big three. You know how many people who have who have been enuretic, tease animals, arsonists, who will also tell you, by the way, I was a part of a, there were kids who were actual assassins in various African armies. He's the like, uh, I forget, not Liberia. There's um, in the Congo and, I mean, these kids who basically were, were enlisted to be, okay, you know what happened? Many of them would assimilate and work perfectly, move in with other families and things like that. It was wonderful. It didn't hurt anybody. Confounding again this thing. They weren't psychopaths. They could just do it. They could just be, be situational. So, uh, uh, serial killing is a whole other story. But this is a guy that is just, what is the matter with him? BTK, Green River, uh, Ted Bundy to an extent. Ted Bundy was just the, the most um, rare in terms of being glib and not weird. And John Gacy, John Wayne Gacy, I think to his end, he just said, I don't know what you're talking about. Then there were others. By the way, there are serial killers in other countries. I think far more prolific, far more prolific than here. There were some, there was that Mexican, remember the, the Mexican fellow, he was on a, on a, used to hop trains, I mean, hundreds and hundreds. Of. So, did you see him arrested? Did you see him when he was walking down? He was walking home and all of a sudden these cops just surrounded him out of nowhere. And he turned to his lawyer and says, I didn't do it. It's going to be fascinating to see what's his wife going to do. What's, But here's the thing. I'd love to sit there. And I know he's not going to answer anybody. And he shouldn't because he has the right to remain silent and probably should. But the question I would love to ask him is, what were you? You're on Tinder? I, I can't believe it. You're a serial killer. Do you think you're invisible? And then using a burner phone to call, to call the... To call the sister or the relative of somebody and, and, and say disparaging things about the girl. I, 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 I mean, what it, this is, this is just demented. Demented. What does he think? He's Superman? Anyway, so that, that's going to be, that, that's going to be absolutely. Now, let me just stop for a second. Look what people are saying. Green River was a psychopath. Uh, psychopaths relish power. A lot of people relish power. Green River was a psychopath. Again, a, psych- a, a psychopath. Remember what I'm saying. You, a psychopath, could say, no. I have head and heart. I have feelings. I am not glib. I am not duplicitous. I'm not anywhere near this. I don't pass the hair test, the classic system. I'm not a psychopath. In fact, many of them have their whole life. It takes it takes years for them to engage in their first murder. What I want, if I can possibly, possibly do one thing, that would mean so much. 
I wish I could take so many of you great people and say one day for you to say, you know what? I used to just say things. I would just say things. She's a Marxist. He's a Satanist. He's a socialist. He's, a, he's evil. He's demented. And I loved to just come up with a label. I just love to do this. But I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't... I think a little more. I think. When you see people... Ted Bundy, one of the weirdest things when he had that relationship with the one woman and the daughter and never... I mean, it's... This is the part that people have the hardest part about. Where they look you in the eye and they can tell you, you don't understand. I know what I'm doing. I like this. I am a homicidal sadist. I'm not a psychopath. My head and my... Let me give you an example. Give me an example. This might help you. There was a study years ago where they took psychopaths and they said... People that were... A psychopath group and a control group. And they put something on their finger and they said, at the count of 10, we're going to give you an electric shock. Turns out they didn't, but it didn't matter. Anybody else, normal people, when you counted down... You could see the part of their brain firing that showed anticipation. Not dread, but an appreciation. Head and heart were connected. Head, thinking about what was happening. Heart, responding. Ten, nine, eight, firing. Here we go. Get ready. Get ready. Psychopath, nothing. No connection. Nothing. Nothing. Here's my favorite. This really does it to me. Have you ever been watching something? You're watching a movie or, or you're really involved in it or reading a book or something and you're so involved in it and maybe something falls off the wall. Maybe a, a clock or a, something just falls. And you're so involved you don't even respond. You don't even jump because you're so focused. You're in this. You're watching the movie. You're there. Okay. When you're watching something that's scary, it's got you nervous, got you freaked out, you're waiting for that, you're watching Jaws or something, you know something's about to happen and you're getting very excited and very, very nervous and then that, that, that noise occurs, you jump out of your seat because you're, you're on, not tenterhooks, but, but you're, you're, you're anxious. Okay. They showed a control group and the psychopath group. The control group, they showed grisly pictures. Really bad, bad stuff. And people were just looking at it and saying, oh my God. They saw it and they were freaking out. Versus a psychopath group. The regular group, when they, when they sounded a horn or uh, they did a stadium horn or one of those loud, these people jumped. Psychopaths, it was like they were they were enthralled in a movie. It was interesting to them. There was no emotional connection. They weren't they these people were not necessarily murderers, criminals. There was no reaction. Psychopaths sometimes are great, very, very brave. They run out into the field. I'll do it. Why? Because they don't appreciate consequence. 
One of the reasons why so many times they're, they're, they're glib and duplicitous and lying and mendacious is because they don't appreciate what happens if they get caught. It's a different story. That's the thing. That's the connection. They don't necessarily go out and hurt somebody because they don't feel the connection. They just... They, they, they may live uh, lonely lives with no connection, no commitment, no nothing. People have put this term psychopath, sociopath, which is pretty much kind of learned. And when a lot of people came home from war, they weren't the same anymore. They were sociopaths. They were conditioned to be this. Doesn't mean they doesn't mean they committed crimes. Doesn't mean they did anything. It's a fascinating subject. And I would this this Bernard Giles, listen to this inter, this interview with um <clears throat> is one of the most interesting. He seems to be the most boring. He's been in jail for almost fifty years. And uh, it was very interesting. And I want to know specifically if there's anything that we can do to learn from them, to perhaps maybe figure out a way to spot people later on, maybe children. Not the usual bedwetting thing. That doesn't work. But something else. And it doesn't seem to make... Now, there, there, there are some things that we know. People who are victims of sexual abuse oftentimes go on to do it themselves. The replication of such. It's a it's a it's a it's a fascinating fascinating subject. So anyway, and we need three hundred. You're right, Liz. We need three hundred likes. Sparky says spouses have an ability to overlook one another's flaws. Part of the reason they chose each other. Well, Sparky, that's interesting. Let me also tell you this. First and foremost, listen to me very carefully. It's one thing, why would you suspect that your husband is a killer? Now, being unfaithful, okay. But, you know, uh, maybe... Uh, maybe sometimes there are people who, who marry... And by, let me explain this. People who are... Uh, mafia hitmen and uh, uh, whatever. They're not psychopaths. But they can go on and wipe somebody out like nothing. Why? Because they're taught like that. Infantry men can do that too. I don't want to besmirch the military, but you can be taught based upon your conditioning. What does it take for somebody to say, let's fly that plane over. Is that Hiroshima? Yeah, okay. You got it? Drop it. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Hey. Harry Truman. Is he a psychopath? They told him, don't do that. Drop that. Stimson said it. Curtis LeMay said it. Eisenhower. MacArthur. He said, no, I want to teach those Ruskies. So who's a psychopath? What does that mean? There are people who are absolutely... Now, there was very interesting one time. In, in one of the, I think, Ronson's book on psychopaths, there was a fellow who was classic. He, he was the evil psychopath, but he was more of a corporate type. He loved to just slash jobs. and Anyway, he had a dog. The dog died, and he cried. And they asked whoever, I think it was Hare, who was the famous, I think he's Canadian, the famous, uh, came up with the, with the 
the list. He said, what about that? He cried. He can't be a psychopath. He said, you don't understand, do you? He cried not because he... How do I say that? He cried not because he missed the dog, loved the dog. He cried because something in his possession, something that he owned, something was he he lost it, like his car got scratched or something. It's not love. It was something that he had. It's a it's a possession. Sparky says in the military we're taught to think of targets, not people. I think that makes sense. But here's the thing, Sparky. And thank you, by the way, Sparky. Most of the men who came back from war didn't say, you know, I got to do that again. I got to go out and hunt. I've got to hunt. And most people, instead of saying, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive 100 miles, 100 miles, kill somebody, come back, and then and the next time, I'm going to go 100 miles that way. So I have no connection whatsoever. No, they stay in their town. They got to get it back. They 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 don't do. And thank God they don't. But you've you know what? That's what was so tough about this. When Mexican these these traveling uh, uh, murderers, different story. And by the way, si- uh, uh, serial murders I thought was a 20th century phenomenon. Not at all. Not at all. So it's interesting. And it's very, 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 very interesting. And also when you look at how you have been conditioned yourself, because you could kill somebody. If anybody hurt, you know, your child, easy. But see, that's different. Why is it different? Well, it's different because you're doing it because somebody hurt your child. Well, why is that? Isn't it murder? Well, it may be murder, but it's not, it's a noble kind of murder. It's noble? Well, it's not that noble, but he's doing it because he... So the whole idea of death or whatever, it's not that difficult. Most of us, use, it, never, it, it, never, it, never, it never affects us. We never get into that. Okay, let me stop right there. I wonder, I'm going to change the subject a little bit, what Mike... Pence is doing since the night of, since yesterday when, again, and it was so perfect for, by the way, you see where Tucker I've read on, online or on Twitter that his, the remaining, I guess, members of his staff at Fox were, there's also, so, I don't know if this is true or not, that you, you, you can't mention if he was a friend of Tucker. I mean, they're really, they're really, really going up. It's very, very interesting. Yesterday's group was something that was still so fascinating to me. Now, another thing, too, is as we end this, I want to remind you that, and this is the most important thing in the world for you to recognize, there are people in the world who do some terrible, terrible things. And when you see them and you meet them and you finally catch up with them, you realize there's nothing really that special about them in the first place. You you imagined... There was a guy in Tampa years ago named Bobby Joe Long. And Bobby Joe Long was a serial killer. And there was a, a woman 
who at one point had been nabbed by him. And she said something to the effect of, I think they, they finally got him. He was finally iced. She said something to the effect of, I don't care what you do to me, just don't, don't hurt me because my, I have to take care of my father. My father needs me and I'm his caretaker. And theoretically, he was so impressed. It's a very interesting story. So impressed with that. It's like the whole Madonna prostitute thing where he was, he, he, he revered her in a sense. Anyway, supposedly spared her and, and spent time with her. It was very weird in this quasi-romantic thing. But during the course of this, she had a blindfold on and look, could look down and could notice the particular design of either a tennis shoe or something, uh, uh, the color of a rug. And it was because of that. And also she realized at the time, she knew approximately where she was in Hillsborough County at the time. And it was the north part. And she figured, mm, and he stopped for to an ATM. And they, they put all of this stuff together. And lo and behold, they found this guy. And I'll never forget when they um, finally caught him. People were just wondering, what is he going to look like? What is he going to look like? What is this? This monster that they finally caught. What does he look? Same thing with Son of Sam. That's him? That's him? And it's the old, the banality of evil in any event. My friends, uh, before we forget, Please, 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 Mrs. L's YouTube channel, a most important and critical site for you to attend. Please sign up. Please subscribe. Please do that. I hope everybody else is uh, great, is fine. Uh, Richard Speck, very interesting. By the way, Richard Speck, look at the uh, John Douglas interview with Richard Speck. About how it was pretty. Also, the uh, um, uh, Albert DeSalvo, they doubt his uh, prolific uh, nature of such. How about um, who was the fellow? Remember Otis Tool and the other fellow with the the eye. I think they even didn't they didn't they associate him with. Uh, Adam Walsh, even. Then there were people like... And by the way, when I bring these names up, it's not out of any admiration. These these are horrible people. Gary Heidnick, who was one of the inspirations for Silence of the Lambs. Gary Heidnick, Ed Gein, or Gein. Uh, and I think... Yeah, it was Ed Gein. But the one that was the most interesting, because it was the most atypical, and kept slipping through the cracks, was Albert Fish in the 20s. Absolute cannibal. Look, but by virtue, again, of because of the way people look, the way, people, the way you think people are, this man was as depraved. Read what happened when they tried a couple of times when they had sh- uh, the electric chair short-circuiting. Look what happened. Look at some of his x-rays. Look at the the uh, the imposition of pain, the the masochism that he put through. Absolutely fascinating. Also, ladies and gentlemen, why are there no women? 
I know Eileen Warren knows she was different. She was a woman who was herself. She was a prostitute who was herself uh, uh, abused and uh, sexually battered. And she she was not the prototypical um, serial killer. Why don't women do this? Why are most serial killers, at least from what we can see, white, male, 25 to 40, why? What is that? Nobody wants to get into demographics, but I think demographics are important. Why is that? Why does this thing work? Why, why does, why does, why is there a propensity for them? Now remember, we don't know why. Don't extrapolate this. Don't say, well, women tend to be more nurturing. No, no, no. Just, just look at the observation and ask. Interesting. All right, for dear friends, thank you so much. Again, one more time, that is Mrs. L's um, YouTube channel. Have a great and a glorious day. We'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow uh, at uh, 8 a.m., usual time. Thank you so much. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. And don't forget, as we always end each particular session with this particular valedictory, this little coda, the monkey's dead, the show's over, sue ya, da-da.